Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you as always. I know I say that awfully fast, but it is meant from the heart. Let's go to the Lord in prayer for such a time as this. We thank you, O God, for your many blessings, for the resources which you have created and provided for us, for our ability to think and to logic and to scratch our heads and wonder and even in confusion. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. Thank you for those around us, the short and the tall, the rich and the poor, the wise and the witty, even for those who are needy. May we always bring and share your love to all. May all things in our lives bring us ever closer to you. I ask, O Heavenly Father, that you continue to guard and keep safe President Donald Trump and Vice President Pence. Guide them with your word and your wisdom. They are just men. They need you to lead this now crazy and divided nation. Surround them with good and godly counsel. Bless CSE Talk Radio, O God. You know the needs we have here. We ask not for once, just the needs. Help CSE Talk Radio to increase the territory and in, and in such accomplishments glorify you. May I always be a voice of truth, sharing wisdom and provoking thoughts that are common sense, leading to you, leading to bring America home to you. Thank you for those who volunteer and assist me. For Rudy, who works hard, he has become an imp- important part of the show's prepping and social marketing and we just thank you also for our advertisers father and and my listeners may they be a blessing to one another i believe you have placed me here you have not made this path easy but you have kept me healthy and strong and i beg you to continue helping us meet the daily and the monthly needs every year help us as we Look to the future, but most of all, keep us in your care and walking in your ways. For such a time as this, we pray. Amen. I'm excited today. I told you earlier this week that uh, we're going to have Victor, Dr. Victor Davis Hanson on, and he's going to be on in the last half of the show. I wanted to discuss the article that he wrote, Remembering the Farming Way. It spoke a lot. You know, Rudy was asking me just a little bit ago. He said, did you read that article? I said, yeah, I read that article. He said, the whole thing. And I said, yeah. He says, it's kind of sad. I said, yeah, it is kind of sad (laughs) because... uh, America has just forgotten who they are. They've forgotten from whence they came, and they've strayed. They don't realize the foundation of this nation is right in rural America. Now, we're not above the coastal people, but we're not beneath them either. In fact, we're in the middle. You know, the middle of an Oreo is the best place to be. 
But remembering the farming way, and I am excited to have him on, and I, I hope that you will stay and listen to all that he has to say as we discuss some things. I'm a huge fan of him. I appreciate his demeanor. He's very soft-spoken. He doesn't get too excited. And at first, when I first heard him, I don't dare say this in front of him, I guess, I wasn't all that excited because he's, his demeanor. But then as I listened to his words and his opinions and his wisdom, he very very much a deep thinker. I really grew to appreciate him, and I'm one of his biggest fans. He may not know that, but I'm one of his biggest fans. But when I read his article from January 12th, Remembering the Farming Way, I knew we had to reach out and try to get him on and invite him here. CSC Talk Radio is probably the only nationally syndicated talk show that is an advocate for rural America. And I'm sure that Victor Davis Hanson had never heard of us. Just about sure of that. But nonetheless, we're going to have him on in the second half of the show. So during the show here, I wanted to talk about some other things, which I've already lost my notes as to which. Oh, one of my good buddies, and I appreciate him so much. I haven't ever met him. I haven't even got to hear him talk. But I like to read what he writes, especially when he's patting me on the back. And today he was patting me on the back, or yesterday he was patting me on the back. And I did so appreciate that. But he was talking about the show, and he's talking about the Attorney General. as being He's challenged the sanctuary cities and their policies and their so-called progressive politicians. And uh, But in the last paragraph, I... I he, he shared a lot here with me, but in the last paragraph, I wanted to share this with you because it, it stroked my ego just a little bit. He says, another great show today. Now, yesterday we had Mindy on, and I usually give Mindy most of the credit. She gets, she gets me fired up, and I get her fired up. But he said, I especially liked the Ayn Rand quote about individual rights, as well as your comment about fighting together as individuals. Well, I got that, Gary from the Pledge of Allegiance, indivisible. And if you remember, Red Skelton did a breakdown of the, uh, of the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, an indivisible. We cannot be divided, and yet we are. But if the individuals are indivisible, just think of the strength we would have in this nation. The whole thing of the uh, Tea Party movement years ago was we were done with this stupidity that's coming out of D.C. and the politicians. And we always want to scream at the left, but there's so many rhinos on the right that are no different. But anyway, Gary, thank you. Thank you for giving the little pat on the back. Uh, I actually came up with that particular phrase, or those two words, putting them together, while I'm preparing my uh, speech, I hope I'm not a spoil alert if anybody from Wisconsin is listening, I mean from Wyoming is listening, as I, no, I'm not Joe Biden. I do know where I'm at. <laughs> I will be in Wyoming. Uh, Gary is from Wisconsin. That's why I was thinking that. But uh, I'm putting my speech together, and uh, I want to concentrate on individuals, indivisible. And uh, so that's where I'm at with that. I have an article here that I will share with you, just part of it. And it's just an, uh, the left hate liberty. Have you ever noticed that? That keeps screaming at President Donald Trump and talking about all the violence 
But this is the Culinary Union, and they tweeted a statement from its secretary, treasurer, uh, I cannot pronounce his name, it's Juganda uh, Aguela Klein. It's disappointing Senator Sanders' supporters have viciously attacked the Culinary Union and working families in Nevada simply because we provided facts on, on proposals that might take away what we have built over eight decades. You see, what the left, the socialists, Bernie, the communists, what they're promoting, if you remember out of Gary's words yesterday when we listed some of that, it's all totally against the U.S. Constitution, which they take an oath to uphold. But you see, and we won't get into this, but I know Laura's listening. They don't take an oath to the same constitution you and I are reading. Yet there are employees. Yeah, Rudy read something yesterday morning that I, I just can't get it off my mind. Donald Trump is the new boss. President Donald Trump is the new boss. He came to the company. He found out almost all of the employees have been stealing from the company. He's got to drain that swamp. And it isn't going to be easy. And it isn't going to be pretty, as we can see. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I want to talk a little bit about Attorney General Barr and what's going on there and Roger Stone. And we will be right back. Founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message. Liberty for all, and we love America. Order your set now, and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. 
For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from legal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. Turns listening to CSC Talk Radio. Rudy just informed me today was Galentine's Day, and I thought he meant like a gallon of milk or a gallon of water or a gallon of tea or whatever. He said, no, like a gal. For gals to celebrate themselves. And I'm going, that's just craziness. Uh, do they have special cards for that? Do you know? He's shaking his head. Well, I bet they do. I mean, <laughs> if it's Hallmark, I'm certain they absolutely. do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it is 263 days to election. And the only way to put some calm back into what's going on is to vote out every single Democrat that's running for office. Vote them out. And every single rhino Republican. <laughs> vote them out. Go for the third party if necessary. Vote them out. <clears throat> well, I thought it was interesting that uh, Attorney General Barr has accepted an invitation to testify March 30th before the House Judiciary Committee, according to a letter sent to him on Wednesday. And it reads like this. Since President Trump took office, we have repeatedly warned you and your predecessors that the misuse of our criminal justice system for political purposes and both dangerous to our democracy and unacceptable to the House Judiciary Committee. <laughs> Do you think Attorney General Barr is shaking in his boots? They warned you, Attorney General. They warned you about this. They're upset about Roger Stone's. They want him put away for life. Nine years is back practically life. He's 76 or 78 or something like that. It doesn't matter that Comey lied. It doesn't matter that Hillary lied. It doesn't matter that uh, uh, Page lied. It doesn't matter that any of these others lied. It doesn't matter that Schiff has got up in front of the American people and lied over and over and over again. That doesn't matter. But by golly, Roger Stone, he needs to go away. That's not political at all, is it now? They're not going to stop the attacks. The swamp has been stirred, and they are angry. Have you ever poked at a snake? Not on purpose. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever poked at a pig? You get them mad. If you start poking them with a stick and say, I want you to go the other direction, they get angry. Haven't done that either. Yes, no. 
<laughs> You're the country bumpkin. I'm the one that came from the city to the country, and I did those things. I lived in town. Yeah. <laughs> you have a garden? Did your mom have a garden? No. Um, well, anyway. So you poke at the snake in the garden to get rid of him, but he'll coil up and <laughs> sometimes. So black snakes, they, they scare easier. They, they roll away. They fight back. And that's what we're seeing. These reptiles in Congress and the deep state are fighting back. Like I said, we have a new boss. There's a new sheriff in town. And he found out that nearly every one of the employees have been cheating and stealing from the company. Well, I'm, I for one, will be very anxious to see how Attorney General Barr reacts to their craziness. Now, something else that I want to talk about. And Rudy, I told him to put this on our Facebook page, CSE Talk Radio. That's the Facebook page. Don't go to the group page. It isn't there. It's on CSE Talk Radio. But Tucker Carlson, and this goes back to last week, I do believe. It's when he did this on on air. But he talks about the New Way Forward Act. He calls it worse than the New Green Deal. Now, in our list that Gary sent us as to all the things that the Democrat candidates have been standing up or promoting, he had in there to raise the illegal aliens' status above all those of legal aliens and above the citizens of the United States. Now, I want you to think about that. Why on earth would they be protecting them more than they protect you? Why are they protecting their rights over your constitutional rights, your natural rights? Well, one would have to say because they really don't care about you. That's why it doesn't matter if they get up and call you a lion pony something Lion, lion dog ponytail. Dog face ponytail. Okay, so a lion dog face Lion dog face, yeah. Or fat. <laughs> if that had been a woman, she'd have decked him. <laughs> but they can say these things. They can call you deplorable. They can call you all kinds of names. They can throw eggs at you if you go to see the president in one of his rallies. They can spit on you. They can hit you, cause a concussion. That'd be Antifa that did that. And nothing happens to them. But Roger Stone, nine years, man, he's gone. Nine years, he lied to Congress. What about Congress lying to we the people? What about that? Doesn't that deserve any repercussions? Lizzie Warren, (laughs) Lizzie, 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 she's like a lizard, isn't she? I don't mean looks like one. I mean acts like one. A swamp creature. Lizzie wants you to pay restitution reparations for everybody. For everybody. For all the blacks. For all the Hispanics. For anybody who's against health care. <laughs> nationally. National health care. For anybody who's against <laughs> climate change. All of those people. They need to pay. They need to pay. Pay to the to the uh, um, homosexuals, the LGBTQ people. They need to they need to have restitution. They need to they need to know you're sorry. You need to pay. Again, they've forgotten that Eighth Amendment. 
cruel and unusual punishment. It's not allowed. They're not allowed to take your livelihood away from you. They're not allowed to put Roger away for nine years and the others don't get anything for their lies. Well, that doesn't matter if they lie because they're into politics. We expect them to lie. I'm sick and tired of their lying. And I'm sick and tired of them looking down on rural America, which is one reason I wanted Victor Davis Hanson on. I'm tired of it. He has one section in that. He talks about your independence. And I came from not the big city. It was Raytown, Kansas City area. I guess you'd call it the big city. But one thing I learned very quickly was, for one thing, they will tease you if you're from the city. But they are the hardest working, the stubbornest, and the most caring people you'll ever meet. And that's why I'm here. That's why I stand with Rural America. I live in Rural America. I've been told you're, you're a station. You're, they call it a station. It's not a station. It's a network. We'll do so much better if you'd move to the city. Well, why? They hate me there. <laughs> why would I go where I am hated? Why don't I stay with the rest of the troops? I'm certainly not the general, but I'm the mouth in the front. (laughs) Right now, I'm the one paying for the microphone. I've got several of you that send me a little donation, and I I appreciate that. One sends me a very nice donation every... And one of you has been sending me a donation since day one every month. Thank you. Rural America. In fact, that one is from California. And that is where Victor Davis Hansen is from, is California. And I guess his father or his grandfather farmed there. And that's what he's remembering the farming way. How neighbors meant something. When a, pa- when a neighbor farmer passed away, somebody had to step up and help the farm. Especially if the kids weren't big enough yet. The wife was busy raising all these little kiddos. Somebody had to help harvest. Somebody had to help disc, plant, whatever it took so that family wouldn't go hungry. Where is that today? Where is it? All of America could benefit from that independent spirit. But, on the other hand, it is your independent spirit that has made you forgotten. Because you're so busy working. You work through the, you have pneumonia. You work through that. You just keep pushing and pushing. But nobody hears you. Well, Victor Davis Hanson will join us after this message. And I hope that you will enjoy listening to Remembering the Farming Way. And we will be right back.
Eastern. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Now, as I remind, as I explained to you earlier and told you last week, we're going to have uh, Dr. Victor Davis Hanson on with us today, and we're going to discuss remembering the farming way. Uh, he is a senior. Uh, fellow from the Hoover Institute. I see him on the Fox News shows in the evening, and I'm one of his biggest fans. He may not know that, but I am. We uh, here at CSE Talk Radio, uh, we welcome you, Dr. Hansen. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Thank you for having me. You know, you're more than welcome. I want to read just a part of Remembering the Farming Way, and then I want us to just kind of jump on this and talk about it. What you're listening to here with CSC Talk Radio is Rural America. We are definitely nationally syndicated. We are stationed right here and broadcast right out of the central part of the United States in the central part of Missouri, which is a little town called California, Missouri. But out of your Remembering the Farming Way, it uh, says, I'm so excited to have – I'm sorry, I lost my place – we need to pause sometimes and remember who these dinosaurs were and what they have contributed. For a while longer, a few are still with us, a sort of collective keyhole through which we can look back into a new, unremembered American past whose codes and morals we simply abandon and to our great and present loss. I think that, of course, I'm, I'm in rural America, and I believe rural America, regardless of where you are, every state has rural America is the foundation of all America. And when I read your article, it just brought me back to so many things. I didn't grow up on the farm. Now, you, you talked about your grandparents' farm. Did you also farm yes. yourself, Dr. Henson? I did. I, I'm speaking to you from it right now. And I grew, <laughs> grew up working on it. And then after I finished graduate school, I ran it for five years. And then for another 15, I um, farmed and taught at a university nearby, and then the last 20 years I've uh, rented it out, but I still live here, and uh, I still work around the farm. I had the privilege to visit California a year and a half, two years ago, uh, on the farm with the Duartes. I don't know if you know them. Uh, they were part of a conference that was going on and uh, fighting some of the things that are coming down from the EPA and all that uh, on their property, and I think he's doing okay with that at this point. But rural America is under attack, and I'm, I'm certain that you know that, the farming and the ranching and the productions producers, they're all under attack for one thing or another. Uh, just a little background on where I came from. I don't know if the name Derry Brownfield means anything to you or not, but he was huge in, in agriculture broadcasting, and uh, he started what they call the Brownfield Network. And he passed away. I worked for him. And he was definitely one of those dinosaurs that you mentioned mm -hmm. in your article. And uh, he passed away back in 2011. And I started a show that's similar to his, but it's, it's not his, but I started a show similar to his. And he, when he passed away, they remembered him with a moment of silence on the floor of Congress back in 2011. And uh, he loved rural America. He loved the farmers and the ranchers. And he was big into the markets. And just uh, uh, just a little bit about where we came from. I wanted you to know. Mm -hmm. that. Thank you. You're welcome. I um, think about the independence of the farmers, and I wanted you to kind of discuss that. And and I the generations away from the farm. Now, you're still on the farm, so you're probably about a, a third generation at least. No, I'm fifth, and my children. Fifth generation. Six. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, this house. 
house was built uh, in 1871 that I'm in now, and my great great grandmother came out from Missouri and took the train had just been opened transcontinental and got to San Francisco and then got a buckboard and went out to the center of the state and she and her two boys pitched a tent built a little shack which fell down about 10 years ago it was about 400 square feet and anyway they oh, wow. they they uh, they homesteaded about 400 acres, and they bought something Southern Pacific Railroad that was that was put in right after they arrived. And then uh, over the years, the generations people bought and sold, left, came. And at one point we had a, 20 years ago we were at about 200 acres left. And then I have four siblings, and they most of them married people who were not farming, and they left, sold out. And I'm still. I'm the only one left, but I, I still live in the original farmhouse, and I have 40 acres that surround it of the original 400. That's amazing. So that's, yeah. That's you know, I don't know if generation. my children want to live here or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need to entice them to do that. We got to keep them. How do you keep well, them down on the farm? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very but, different now, Central California. It is. It's it's ground zero of illegal immigration, and and we have. Mm. Uh, a lot of crime out here, and, you know, I mean, people do everything from take their people who have come across the border illegally. We have tens of thousands in California. They sometimes hire people that they don't want to pay the money for uh, urban trash pickup municipal, so they'll just hire, you know, illegal collectors who will then come out and dump all of their trash out in our orchards and stuff. Oh, my. Or they sh kids will come out. They have no, I guess they're not taught about gun safety or laws, no shoot red tail hawks or those. Sh it's pretty wild out here. We have a lot of M13 gang activities. So it's not the place well, I, knew I that grew, it... up, grew up in. I don't think we had a lock on that. The house that I'm in, uh, I know we, I can't remember it ever being locked. We had all these good neighbors, and they're all gone. And I have a six-foot wall on my three-acre yard and house, and then I have five dogs. So it's it's a, it's California is not the California that it was 20 years ago, and and a lot of what's wrong with it is right here in the center, as well as you know the coast. We hear about San Francisco and homelessness, but we don't hear about what's happening in rural California where. Uh, we've got tens of thousands of people who came from southern Mexico, Central America, and they're renting places, they're living in trailers, they're living in shacks, and they don't really have any English legality, diploma, high school diploma, so a lot of them are, and agri-farm labor has been mostly mechanized in California. The main crop now is almonds, and that's completely mechanized. Mm -hmm. So only about 20% of immigrants work in agriculture. So it's all of the stereotypes about California agriculture are pretty much inaccurate. It's changed so radically in the last 20 years. That is just amazing, and, and it's it's sad. I know that uh, my listeners in New Mexico and Arizona, you know, they talk about the the traffic coming across there and, and the trash and even, 
you know, the diseases and the dead bodies and everything that they find on their farms. And, and of course, they take their, their cattle or, or whatever their livestock is to, to survive, to eat. And, it, and it's, you know, people just don't even talk about that, what's going on no. in rural Americas. No, I think it's because 1% or 2%, depending on how we define farmers, are, are farming now. So 98% of the population doesn't know anything about food or they don't live on a farm. And then a lot of the the challenges that farmers face are sort of politically correct, whether it's environmentalists on the California coast that let over 50 million acre feet of stored irrigation water go out to the bay. We're in a drought right now again in California. It's come back, and there's not enough storage water because we left it out for all these environmental theories about the Delta. Well, I know that. I know in California I had a, a gentleman on from that's an oyster farmer, and he was he was really battling with the EPA and some of the restrictions, and they were just trying to put him out of business, just completely yeah. take him away. And we're heading into a break. Thank you. Just stay with us, please. I want to talk to you a little bit more about your farming, the remembering the farming way, because it may be sad, but it kind of takes us back to a time when when life was simpler and better. And, and why can't we get back there? Surely we can find a way to come back to appreciate one another. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting with Dr. Davis Hans, Dr. Victor Davis Hanson, and we will be right back. business owner, when was the last time you asked yourself if you have the right commercial insurance coverage? You need business insurance to protect everything you're building. One disaster without the right insurance could hurt your business, and larger deals you're trying to close may require that you have it. We recommend Cover Wallet for all your business insurance needs. In just two minutes, with their award-winning technology, they can offer you free competitive quotes from top insurance carriers nationwide. Cover Wallet has helped Tens of thousands of businesses, startups, restaurants, truckers, construction companies, landscaping companies, beauty salons, consultants, and they can help you. No business is too big or too small. And it's a free call to find out. Protect your business. Get the right insurance for your business. Call Cover Wallet right now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use MyPillow and so does my husband. We sleep better and wake more refreshed, ready to conquer a new day. You can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, Mike is bringing back the BOGO offer for the MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free. Enter promo code BETHANN. Call 1-800-978-6168 for these great radio specials. 
with Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSCTalkRadio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at DGSCoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. What if things were made in America again? We all complain about our products, even our food coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stubert didn't understand, so he dug in and, wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted in 6 million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of American manufacturing. Order Jim's book today. What if things were made in America again? Send $24.95 to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Let's build it in America, buy it in America, and bring America home. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're on the final segment of today's show. We are honored, very honored. I am one of your biggest groupies, I think, <laughs> Dr. Hanson. I love watching you uh, in the evenings when you're interviewing on uh, Fox with one of the hosts there. I like that you're soft-spoken. And then when I read this and found out you actually were from the farm, I thought, oh, this is just too good. We've got to have him on. And, and then you go back and you have connections with Missouri. That's even greater yet. Uh, but six generations, it has been something that I have been concerned about, that we are so ge- so far, so many generations off the farm, like you mentioned in the last segment, that they don't even know where their food comes from. And this this goofy guy... Uh, accepting an award for the Oscars, goes off on dairy farmers. This is the same Hollywood that sacrifices human beings through abortion. Uh, They lifted up Weinstein until he got caught, and they're going to dictate to or talk down to dairy farmers because they think they're abusing the cows. And if you've ever been on a dairy farm, they treat those cows better than most people treat their kids. <laughs> so, but I think that's just an example. Of course, he's, he's just goofy of how far we've come away from the farm. Yes. I, I think that's and, part of the problem that a lot of I, – I used to grow Thompson seedless grapes and make them into raisins. And I was always yeah. struck that when I would go – you know, up to the university every day to teach, people thought that there were such things called raisin trees. And they'd say, how's your orchard of raisins doing? And they had no idea it was a vine and a dried grape. 
and yet they ate raisins all the time. Some made they grew up with, and here they were living surrounded by great for, um, vineyards, and they had no idea what raisins were. And I still get this question because the left despises almonds for a variety of political reasons. But you'll you'll see somebody and say, why are you growing almonds when they take they hog all the water? And you try to tell them that uh. they use no more than three acre feet per per year, no different than cotton or grapes or canning tomatoes or peaches or plums, but they've read so much that um, almonds, they can't divert water because the almond orchards need them, and therefore the almond orchards are bad because they want to let the water go out to the ocean. So, <laughs> Well, I like almonds. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> and I like raisins. But I learned that raisins were dried up grapes when I was a kid in grade school, so I don't yeah, know what their problem is. Yeah. I think most normal people do, but then very few people bake anymore and produce their That's own true. food. Or they, uh, and they're mostly urban, and they have very strange ideas about farming and how the, the daily life of a farmer, they don't know much about it, and they either romanticize it or they feel it's antithetical to their politically correct view of the world. But, and, yeah, they, um, they, see, they see the farmer totally different. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, most farmers, they never know whether they're going to have an income given the weather and labor and machines and the bank and um, the uh, market. So they're very careful people. They're very independent. They're very, uh, they can be kind of cranky and, and they have to be to survive. <laughs> and people, Absolutely. Can, most of the people don't realize that. And most people couldn't do what they do. I know that. Oh, that's for sure. I grew that's up. I spent sure. most of my life in academia, where everybody has tenure, guaranteed employment. I, I would say 99 out of 100 professors couldn't couldn't farm if they had to. It'd just be too difficult for them. Well, too I don't think physically, that... but also intellectually too demanding for them. I, and I don't think that the majority of Americans could saw, survive if they had to. No. No, <laughs> you know, I mean, even, even put a little garden in the backyard, you know, I don't think they could do it. No, it's very hard for, there's not very many occupations where a person never knows what their income is going to be. They only know that their expenses are going to increase each year, but they have no idea what their income is going to be on any given day. And they don't have any control of it because, as I said, the weather and the market and the broker, packing house or whatever the middleman is called, and uh, their own health and stuff like that. But everybody wants it. I know that when I got a job as a professor, all my farming friends said, you hit the jackpot because now you have a guaranteed benefit, you have guaranteed lifetime employment. They just laughed about it, but it was absolutely true. <laughs> that, uh, well, I, it's just, it was much I, easier than farming. I married a farmer, and I really quickly, when I moved from the city down to this, this small area here in Missouri, that uh, I learned very quickly that they're a very independent people, and they work harder than anybody I've ever seen, and they push through regardless of how they feel or what's going on in their lives. And, and you had a segment in that article about the independence. I wanted you to kind of elaborate on that some, if you would, please. Yeah, I think that there's a very few professions, you know, independent 
owner-operator truckers are one example, or 7-Eleven owners another. But the country needs people who get up in the morning and they're jack-of-all-trades. They don't really. They have to deal with the public or deal with nature. They have to, they have to deal with uh, criteria that are not set or not predictable. And then they they navigate through that every day. And then they take that daily experience and they translate it into sort of a worldview. It's kind of a tragic worldview. It's not therapeutic. And they understand human nature and how tough it is to survive. And then when you have enough of those people, they sort of guide us and tell us, you know, this fad is crazy or this this latest hip thing doesn't make any sense. And they're valuable as sort of checks on, on the excesses of society. But when you don't have enough of them, and you have no. an urbanized, urban, uniform population that's all working for the government or working for big corporations or working uh, in a way that, you know, that they're, they're sort of anonymous people. They don't really know where their money comes from, just that it comes. And they go to the office, they come home. They have unreal expectations about, you know, the weather. And you can see that in California. If, if I grew up, my grandfather would say to me, look at the wind, look at the birds are going to nest in the trees, look at the phases of the moon, read the almanac. We didn't even have radar pictures in those days, but we we guided ourselves through the natural world. And now I know people that will just, you know, they'll just get in their car without chains or with two-wheel drive and T-shirts, and they'll drive from where I am up to the Sierra Nevada at 7,200 feet. And then they're surprised that the temperatures drop 70 degrees and it's freezing up there and it's snowy and they have no idea what to but Their idea is that I'm a modern person. I have a car. I can go anywhere, anytime, anywhere, and they have to take care of me. And then you see these people all over the side of the road when you go up there and they're, they're very cold and they don't know how to get home. Their cars are... And you can see that in California when we have bad weather, especially the, the rain. And you can see it with drought, that they can't understand that they can't take a, you know, 10-minute shower when the, the rain falls less than 10 inches a year and the environment also <laughs> let all the, all the water out to the ocean for some theory about you know, it's, restoration. It's, it's interesting. We're, we're out of time. Dr. Hanson, I hope you'll come back. We need to, to continue this because farming is so important to this nation, and I think it is so forgotten. And we need to keep reminding everyone that it is the foundation. We need to keep reminding the farmers how important they are. Because yes, the one thing about their, their independence is they're, they're quiet. They've been the quiet yes. people, and that's why they haven't been heard. Thank you so much for helping us as we bring America Thank home. You. Thank you. Thank you.